like I said, the Vegas is going to do Vegas things. Have you been? Have you been to Vegas before? I, n- I never have. No. <laughs> you should go. I like. I think you would really enjoy Vegas. I just like. I went for four days. I would never like. I would never go to Vegas more than three days ever again in my life. Uh, but today we wanted to announce that we're going to take the NFL draft in 2020 to Las Vegas. Welcome to the Peace of Mind Podcast. This is Kevin Jackson. I'm with AJ Nance, as always. AJ, how you doing, buddy? I am currently bouncing back from partying with my Southern Heritage family, but, uh, you know, I'm making it, man. How are you? Your favorite co-hosts ever? Yes, yes. And also my not favorite co-host, because Lord knows there was probably two or three too many take a shot of tequilas in that salad bowl so yeah plus your plus your wife wasn't taking them so you had to take one for the team yes yes i'm also taking one for the team today as i am getting over this hangover so i'm not i wasn't hungover at all uh it was wonderful it's like i'm not a tequila man i don't know what it is about tequila but i can just drink it all night long as we did last night Bourbon, I'm there with you. Tequila, I just cannot do it. I feel like bourbon makes me. Um, I feel like bourbon makes me very sloppy. <laughs> but I feel I don't I don't I don't feel that way about tequila. I think tequila like puts me in my prime. <laughs> but, my thing uh, with bourbon is like it tequila like, and I'm sure there's like other ways to have tequila other than shots um but like i just i don't sip tequila like it's it's not something that i indulge in that it's a sipper it's normally like a shot that i'm taking versus like bourbon where i'm rarely taking a shot of bourbon i'm more so sipping on that so i can drink much more it's just a better pace i think i think sipping on tequila is very underrated and a lot of people I've never done it, so they'll think I'm crazy. But uh, have you ever had mezcal? I have not. It's a, uh, it is whiskey. All mezcal is whiskey, but not all whiskey is mezcal. It's like uh, if I if I'm saying this right, I think it's it's like distilled underground or like in fire or something. I can't remember, but it's got a smokiness to it, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's much more pleasant to sip on the rocks or even neat um, than just straight up whiskey, regular whiskey. Hmm. So it's, it's a very distinct, different taste. Um, and it's quite good. So it says, uh, I'm just reading like some info on it. It says the flavor profile is very different than tequila because it's typically smokier. Right. If you're if you're a Scotch drinker, 
mezcal is to tequila what scotch is to whiskey. So yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. I, I would say that. Yeah, I would say that that's pretty accurate. I don't think it's as um, harsh as as scotch, but um, apparently, you with a mezcal, you use uh, cinnamon and orange slice as a garnish instead of uh, uh, lime and salt. Okay, so I, I it's not bad. You gotta try it. So, um, I'll before, try it once before we start here. Um, can can we just talk about Clemson's recruiting class real quick? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just, just want to hearts of everybody else. Like I say, do you just want to crown Clemson football the national champions again? Yeah, twenty twenty is going to be a real easy year for us to podcast. So we're going to have to find, like, dig deep to find uh, ways to to grow ourselves <laughs> as a podcast because it doesn't look like anybody's going to be able to compete with that team. Yeah, I, it's, it's, uh, they just got the, they just signed this, um, is he the number one? It's the number one, uh, quarterback of 2020. Yep. And, pocket, uh, pocket passer. I just watched his, um, I just watched his announcement video, his commitment video. Mm-hmm. It's like this dude just put a, uh, had like a production team. These things are getting out of control. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, like this guy had a whole movie. It was unbelievable. <laughs> How would you pronounce his last name? Is it Ugalele? Ugalele? It's like Ugalele maybe? I don't DJ Ugalele. I don't know. I thought he might have been from Hawaii, but was he from California? Close, some would say. Yeah, he's from California. <laughs> uh, St. John Bosco, they got good football program. Number three overall in the top 20, uh, 24 seven for the class of 2020. This kid's six, five, two It's unbelievable. So for, for those of you that don't know or haven't read about Clemson's 2020 class, um, as of today, they just got the number one quarterback commit for 2020 that goes along with the number one overall recruit which is a defensive tackle they have the number one overall safety they have the number two overall running back they have the number two overall defensive tackle they got the number three overall defensive tackle they got the number three cornerback the number four inside linebacker the number five six and eight offensive guard the number six inside linebacker. It's wild. So, you know. It's interesting to see they are, um, their reach is now, is now going national all the way up because Maryland's got a lot of good players. And I see this Mm -hmm. second best player in the country, defensive tackle, Brian Breesey. He's from Maryland and they've got a lot of good players in Maryland. And, um, he, they're, so they're reaching up there all the way to California, down to Florida. This kid, uh, the number one safety mm-hmm. is from South Lake Carroll in Texas. Yeah. It's a quarterback um, country down there, ain't it? Yeah. And uh, so they're, I mean, they're coming all the way west um, into Tennessee as well. 
And so I know that they got a they got a kid on their radar <laughs> from Tennessee. Um, his brother plays at um, uh, Georgia right now, but well, he'll this be a kid, senior this year coming too. This kid, this kid is from your neck of the woods with uh, Knox Catholic, Bryn Tucker. Yep. So he's a, he plays offensive line, and then another one of his offensive line teammates is um, I can't fr- I can't remember his first name, but. His last name is Mays. His brother Cade Mays plays for oh. Georgia. Yeah, he committed to he, um, he committed to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And so his younger brother is now about to be a senior, uh, and he's teammates with Brent Tucker. Isn't Cade Mays a Nashville kid? Mm-mm. He he went to Knox uh, Catholic I, as well. He, he's a Knoxville kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. We may have to have their coach on. Um, he he was my assistant coach. Um, in high school, but now he's their offensive oh, yeah. line coach. Yeah, let's get him on. There's a kid from Lexington on here too, Walker Parks. Yeah, I'm gonna guess he's a kicker, but a, he's an offensive tackle. <laughs> That's he tough, looked, man. Yeah, to go into Lexi, like like Kentucky. Come on. Uh, listen, that's a <laughs> that's a tough win, man. Like. I, I there's some I can argue. Him picking Clemson is not one I'm, I'm willing to argue. No, you're right. It's yeah, that's not an issue. There's a kid on here, Paul. Um, damn, I can't say his last name, but he's from Milton in Georgia. Um, I, I remember last year just going back through looking at all these top schools, and Milton was one that like they put probably seven or eight kids. Um, just from the defensive side of the ball, uh, got D one scholarships last year. So, do you think? Do you think Dabo? How long do you think Dabo will be at at Clemson? I mean, the only foreseeable place that he would leave for would be Alabama, right? Yeah, I would say it's the only one. I mean. That's the only that's that's the only place that would make sense for him to leave to, but I think that the longer saving coaches, the less likely it is that he goes to Alabama because you can just build your own Alabama in South Carolina. I mean, that's what they're doing now anyway. Yeah, and I mean, like, and I've always said, like, it would like if I was a head coach and I got my you know, if I got my startup at Missouri or something, right? And I was just crushing it. It I get the urgency or the or the thought to want to go to your alma mater and and bring them back or like resurrect them or be great there. But like that's a tough ask of saying like, hey, leave this program that you have now built into something that's consistently getting all these kids and then go somewhere else and try to do it because yeah. And follow the greatest coach of all time. Right. There's two, honestly, like you got to follow that bear, that bear shadow as well as Nick Saban. And it's like, it's so hard to say, like, I get it. He's a really good coach, but it's like, just because it works at Clemson doesn't always mean it's going to work everywhere. And I feel like, Sometimes, like because Saban had it had it work at LSU, but it works so much better now at Alabama. But it's like that's that's not always the case. Like you can argue, like yeah, like 
uh, Urban Meyer did it. Nick Saban did it. Like Dabo could do it, probably. But on the flip side, there's so many other coaches who have made it work some places and then go another place and it doesn't work. And the last thing you want to do is, which I don't think he would do, but spoil the reputation by going somewhere, trying to make it work there, and it doesn't. Yeah, and Dabo's, I mean, obviously he's only got Clemson as his resume. Like Urban could start, Urban, like he, he put your he put your program in a microwave, and you a minute later you're like, you know what I mean? You're a top program. I mean, popping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bowling Green was was really bad, and then they are, um, you know, they're very competent. When in eight nine games, I think I think they might have won ten, but one year, and then Utah went undefeated, won a BCS bowl in yep. year two, and then you had. Um, Obviously, Florida kind of woke the beast and Ohio State with, uh, I mean, they had good players in 2012, but uh, they're ineligible for the postseason and they go undefeated. Yeah. First year. So, um, nonetheless, let's get into the uh, the main gist of the show for today. Today, we are creating the all-time college football team. One player at each, one player at each position, right? Um, give and give or take. So we'll have three linebackers, we'll right, right? Okay, two safeties. Like we can mix it. Where I'm not saying like it has to be one strong safety and one free safety. You can mix and match. Um, two corners. Well, let me start the top. I'm sorry. One quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, five offensive linemen. Uh, we did break down offensive linemen by position, but. Five offensive linemen, two D linemen, two defensive ends, three linebackers, two safeties, two corners. Yeah, I've been researching uh, a whole bunch, oh, yeah. and uh, I, you know, just kind of learning a lot. I um, learned a lot about offensive linemen. That's what I was telling y'all earlier. But there's, and and you know, some of the great names that have been thrown out there, but even the names that. I had in my mind didn't even surface once I looked at some of these guys because it was just incredible. Like not only the stat lines that they put up, but just like what they brought to their team and how dominant they really were. Oh yeah. I mean, it's um, there's some unbelievable college football seasons now. Okay. So when we do this, obviously we got to take into account uh, time frame. Uh, mm-hmm. can't only use statistics because some people played in offenses that were more, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Tailor made uh, to tailor made to right. their skill set, and so right. the, the the stats might be skewed. Um, also, we're talking about relativity, so mm-hmm. a player in the '80s, you know, they might be a little smaller. And obviously, if they were playing in today, they might not do as well. But if they were raised in today's times, right. um, I mean, we're just assuming that kind of stuff. So, um, all right. So I made a list and uh, you made a list. And then we, so we send it over to Justice and um, he's going to moderate for us. So Justice, where you at, man? I'm right here. How is it going on? Doing well. How are you doing? Yeah. As you were talking about, feeling it a little bit from yesterday, but 
<laughs> other than that, doing pretty well. So I, I've, I'm looking at both of your lists and I think just not to have my own opinions here, but you guys matched a lot. So let's get into it. Um, Before, oh, go ahead, AJ. Justice, one, one last little thing that I wanted to throw out. Uh, just so like our audience knows, Kev, a, a lot of these are the reason why we're doing it this way is so that we can debate and talk back and forth about who we want to put in a particular position. Um, I don't know Kevin's list. Kevin doesn't know my list for the most part. Uh, only Justice knows everybody that we've put down. But we did make an agreement right before uh, we came online here that we would each have one lock. Uh, so one player who we can't debate, who we're not going to go back and forth on. Like that's This player makes a list regardless. Do you want to start with the lock or just call it out when you get to that position? I'm sorry. <clears throat> are you talking to Are you talking to Justice? Or are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so do you? So do you want to? Do you want to start with your locked player now and talk about him now, or do you want to wait until like we get to his particular position and then call out your locked player? Let's let's just let's just do it when it comes to it. All right. Well. With that in mind, I think we can get it right. right. Let's do it. So, for quarterbacks, I'll give you your choices. Uh, AJ selected Tommy Frazier and Tim Tebow. Uh, Kevin actually suggested 15 quarterbacks, it seems. So, we have (laughs) Vince Young, Cam Newton, Tim Tebow, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, Johnny Manziel, Steve Young, and Tommy Frazier. So we agreed on Tommy, but to me, Tommy Frazier was like a um, was like a toss in, you know. Um, also, we our philosophies are going to come out here because some of these guys like are are pure quarterbacks, and some of them like Tommy Frazier. You know, he had good passing numbers, but the style of offense that they ran at Nebraska in the nineties, you know, they needed a running quarterback. Right. Right. And so like his statistics are good and he's part of some of the best teams in college football history, but is he one of the best quarterbacks? And you could say that about Tim Tebow too. Yeah, this is true. I will say that. Now this is just me personally. I feel like Tim Tebow did a little bit more with his arm than Tommy Frazier did, but I would probably say, effectiveness Tommy Frazier's legs were better than Tebow's now Tebow he had a lot of strength and could gut out a lot of runs but I think Tommy Frazier's threat of just killing you in open space was much larger than Tebow's I'd agree with that um my eyes weren't open to Steve Young being so Mm -hmm. good in college until I read his book Mm -hmm. and um, I'm looking at the stats right now and um, he he only played for really two years, and they played at BYU. I mean, they played good football at BYU, right? Um, but he, I never realized like how much he ran the ball. So I didn't, I didn't like, either uh, until he I rushed statistics. Yeah, he rushed for a thousand yards in his career, and he and he threw for almost he threw for almost eight thousand yards. 
like he was he was very dynamic um and so that was that to me i was like oh man maybe he's i mean that's 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 dynamite um one thing that i did look at what i took into account at, at quarterbacks though was the duration of time that they were in college um sure like cam because, Newton, like, right so johnny I mean, and cam are have two of the greatest one year seasons of any quarterbacks but they like I, the reason why I put Tebow over Cam is just because Tebow did it for a longer period of time. Right. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on Andrew Luck? He's a pretty like, incredible. He's a pretty incredible college quarterback. I do like Andrew Luck. The eight losses kind of scare me. Not scare me, but deter me from wanting to pick him for the all-time team. Um, but I well, do think like. I mean, he didn't play. He didn't. I mean, his teams weren't. He played at Stanford. It's not a football school. I mean, I, I, I get it. But like, would you say? Would you say that like his college career, like is, like, I guess like when you think about like the story of college football, like, I could tell the story of the quarterback position at college football without mentioning without mentioning Andrew Luck. I don't necessarily know if I could do that without Tebow, without Cam Newton, without Tommy Frazier, without Johnny Manziel. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see that. But that's also, it's also a big reason because it's also because of the them being so dynamic as runners. True. You know what I but mean? I think- that kind of they they were they were spearheading the evolution of the position. You know, yeah. I mean, he was. There's a lot of great college quarterbacks. That's what I learned today, <laughs> doing my yeah. doing my research. There's a hell of a lot of quarterbacks. Um, yeah, and I, again, I'm biased with Steve Young because he was the quarterback of the 49ers when I fell in love with the 49ers, and um, also like reading his book mm-hmm. of just like you learn about you learn about all the other things that you don't ever hear about just looking at numbers, like all the stories, you know, of him being hurt and like, you know, gutting through wins and all that stuff. So um, I will say one of the like crazier things that I've seen, just like by looking at everybody's stats and stuff, Tim Tebow accounted for, um, what was my number here? Tim Tebow accounted for 145 touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's a and, dynamic offense too. You know what I mean? And and I say I say that in pretty much three seasons. Like I mean I know he scored some touchdowns his freshman year, but um, Leak was the head man in charge his freshman year, so he pretty much did the the bulk of this in three seasons. The only other person to have that many touchdowns was um, a shocker. I'll give you a chance. Do you want to guess who? Tied Tebow with that many career touchdowns at quarterback. Mm, I don't know, Kellen Moore. Yes, <laughs> really. Yes, at one hundred and forty-five. Um, but he also played. <laughs> that was that was well done. But he also played fifty-three games and was a four-year starter. Four-year starter, yeah, yeah, playing in the Mountain West, or I think also the what the what the whack. The whack. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they played in the WAC then. And, um, you know, they were just far ahead of everybody in their league when it came to uh, their players. Before we move forward, do you want to tell the audience that you had already seen that statistic? Or did you just guess that? I just guessed it. Okay. I'll take your word. I know you wouldn't lie to me on the Sunday. Uh, I wouldn't lie, lie to you on the Sunday. No, you might lie I to me also, on Tuesday. I also wouldn't lie in an area where we're going to publish that lie. <laughs> you might get me on a Tuesday, but not on a Sunday. Hey, so really, like, I mean, um, this is tough. I mean, like, how are you going to manage your team? Like, you know what I mean? If If it's truly like – you know, spread wide open. You're going to run the quarterback. You know, Tim Tebow is probably your guy, right? So, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have all these weapons, and you want somebody to sling the ball over the field, I'll, I'll probably honestly, I'll probably go. I probably go Andrew Luck. I don't, gosh, that's it's just wild to me. It just doesn't feel right saying Andrew Luck is the best college quarterback of all time. Well, let's think about this. So you. You did have a larger number of quarterbacks on your list than I did. So we'll keep Tommy Frazier. We'll keep Tebow because we both matched on those two. What other two people would you keep from that group? And then, like, let's pick from those four. Man, um, I think I get rid of. I think I get rid of Peyton. Um, I get rid of Cam. I get rid of Johnny. Okay. And um, Vince Young, Andrew Luck, Steve Young. I don't know. Those three. That's tough. Um, You have a very big man crush on Andrew Luck is what I'm finding out. No, but I, I'm not going to like see. But my thing is I, there's all this. You know, I'm not the only one when it comes out like the uh, – the draft experts, you know, like the, the, he's the highest rated college quarterback, you know, since John Elway and all these guys. And, um, and just, I remember just all the stories about like him managing the game at the line of scrimmage and how very few quarterbacks could ever do that. And he managed, he pretty much manages the entire game. You know, the coordinator calls the play, but he, Andrew Luck had the freedom to, to do whatever he needed to at the line of scrimmage and could and would and was oftentimes calling his own plays and could do it at the moment in the snap. And, and to me, like those are, those are intangibles you don't see or hear about. On the flip side of that, uh, a guy that probably didn't do a lot of line management and game management, but when the ball was in play, lit, would find a way to get it done one way or another is Vince Young. And so – that's true. Like, while I do, while I one hundred percent do agree, like um, Andrew Luck having those intangibles is what separates him from probably ninety percent of the quarterbacks ever on this earth. And Vince Young did it. Did it like in the in the most in the moment. historic moment oh, yeah. in college football history, like winning the national title against the dynasty you know, on one play. I mean, that was so historic, that one play that do, is that what we remember or in that one game or, I mean, if we, if we look back and peel it, did they win all those games? Cause their team was better than, you know, he had better players with them than everybody else. Obviously in that game, like 
it was offensively it was he was carrying the load yeah um and he did the year before against Michigan in the Rose Bowl um so I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine with taking I'm fine with taking Andrew Luck and Steve Young out and keeping it between I, I it's not Tommy Frazier so it'll be between Tebow and VY and Vince yeah and Vince Young and um I don't know. You, you could. I mean, you honestly, you're splitting hairs. We could just flip a coin, to be honest with you. I, um, I really don't think any of. I don't really think either of them are that great of passers, right? Um, so that it just that again, right there, that that kind of just turns me off of both of them. Does it? But they were they were so good at their position. They were so productive at their position, right? So you talk about intangibles. Does like Tebow's like his leader mentality like that that colonel that general mentality i think vince young had that i think vince young had that too it just it you know you tim tebow was it was he no it was tim tebow's was just packaged in a traditional format gotcha you know what i mean so vy had one national championship one big 12 title he had 145 quarterback rating he was 30 and 2, 81 touchdowns, and finished second in the Heisman voting in 2005. Tim Tebow, 35 and 6 in three seasons. He had 145 touchdowns. He had 170 quarterback rating. He was a 2007 Heisman Trophy winner. He finished third in 2008, which he got the most first place votes uh yeah. and, and speaking of i mean I, that guy um i, I kind of forgot to put him on the list but his opponent in the national title game and the heisman trophy winner that year was um sam bradford um sam bradford from oklahoma and he was i mean he was lighting it up too but they got after um, his ass early well yeah I, and th- it was really uh and, My bad. I was gonna let you go. No, the um, you know that's for if you wanted a thrower. I mean, he would. I mean, just a guy that could just throw it. Um, that would that 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 guy would be on the list. Um, I, I'm fine with it. Honestly, you you could give me Vince Young, Tim Tebow, Andrew Luck, Steve Young, put them on a put them in a hat. Pick one. I'd be fine with it. So and honestly, let me let me take this back. I'd rather have I, I I could take Vince Young out. Okay. Mm, man, that uh, that's tough. Let's Justice, just pick one. I'm fine with it. Wow, we're one in and we already have okay, so well let's go with Tim Tebow. You guys have he came up more than anybody else over and over. Okay. All right, that's fair. Since he picked it. Since he picked it, I'm just going to say that uh, over career passing efficiency ratings in college, number four was Tim Tebow at 170. Number 14 was Andrew Luck at 162.8. So, I I, see, but the thing is, like Justice, you know this statistics without um, statistics without um, context. Context. Yep. Context. Yeah. Without context, is tough because I mean you can go to like as Justice um, 
we'll, we'll plug Justice's other podcast here. If you, if you, uh, if you go to like advanced analytics and really just go into it, like how much is Tim Tebow throwing, you know, at the line of scrimmage, you know? Yeah. And that ball is completed and, um, you know, in the court, in the, in the, in the receiver runs for 50 yards. Yeah, very true. A lot of, a lot of good, a lot of good passing stats when I throw 10 yards to Percy Harvin and he does the rest. Right. Right, 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 we're right. going to have Percy um, Harvin type athletes on this team, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, let's move to running back, Justice. All right. So running backs, we have Kevin's nominees of Barry Sanders, Herschel Walker, Ron Dane, Archie Griffin, and Bo Jackson. AJ comes in and has Reggie Bush, Bo Jackson, and Barry Sanders as well. I can't believe you, Kevin. You Patrick Jackson. You put Ron Dane in over Reggie Bush. I can't. I can't <laughs> believe you. Hey, I, I I admit that I did not. I, I completely forgot about Reggie. Tell these people. Um, tell these people what number you wore in high school. Yeah, I was number five. Tell these people what number you wore in college. Uh, number five. And you didn't put the greatest number five of all time on this list. Yeah, you know what? I I chalked that one up. I take yeah, uh, but I will say you, Reggie Bush was dynamic, um, but Ron Dane has his place on the list. I mean, he's the all time leader, leading rusher in NCAA history. You're gonna have to make a bigger case for Ron Dane because I'm using my lock here, and it's for Barry Sanders. And, really, and I just don't know if if statistically we're ever gonna see somebody like Barry Sanders for. So let's take this into account. For, um, we already have though. What? Oh, that's my Barry lock. Sanders. That's my lock. But I just want to. But I'm just saying, statistically, like his uh, what was his name? Um, was it Christian McCaffrey broke his all-purpose yards? He broke the all-purpose yards, but and then Monte Ball broke the the rushing, the rushing. aspect of it. Barry Sanders nineteen. He broke the the rushing aspect with some asterisks on it, though. So Barry Sanders because of the games played, yeah, and also taking into account bowl games versus not. So in the nineteen eighty eight season. He played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven regular season games. So that's one less than what they play now. You need to get you on. Uh, get just go to Sports Reference. Oh, that's what I'm on. I'm I'm counting because I wrote it out. Because oh, I got you. All right, but Miami of Ohio, eighteen for one seventy eight. Texas A and M, twenty for one fifty seven. Tulsa, thirty three for three oh four. Colorado, 24 for 174. Nebraska, 35 for 189. Missouri, 25 for 154. Kansas State, 37 for 320. Oklahoma, 39 for 215. Kansas, 37 for 312. Iowa State, 32 for 293. Texas Tech, 44 for 332. Texas Tech, let me tell you something. <laughs> You know what's coming, and you still 
couldn't stop it. This man got 44 touches and still racked it up. So his regular season total, Kevin, was 344 carries for 26-28. In the bowl game that they didn't count, he had 29 carries for 222 yards, which put his overall year total at 373 carries for 28.50. Like, I just don't, I I don't know how he doesn't make this team. And so that's why I'm using him as my lock. But, okay, you said we're going to have three um, linebackers. Why can't we have two running backs? We do have two running backs, but he's my lock as one. Okay. Okay. All right. That's fine. Okay. I, he was on my list too. I'm fine with that. That's incredible. That's incredible. He also had uh, 19 receptions for 106 yards. Not anything to like blow you out of the water. He had 21 kick returns. He had 19 receptions for how many yards? 106. Okay. So nothing crazy, but... Um, Monte or Melvin Gordon's. The, I mean, it's unbelievable the 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 uh, the the breakdown of seasons. Melvin Gordon's 2014 season, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, Barry Sanders' 1988 season. Yeah. Do you have that up? So I've got I've got I'm looking at uh, Melvin Gordon's right now. Well, let's compare. Like, let's compare Melvin Gordon and Barry Sanders. Bring up uh, Barry Sanders. I got his up now from the '88 season. Okay. Yeah. So, how many games did he play? He played eleven. Okay. Not counting yeah. the ball game, he <laughs> played eleven. So, he played twelve. Yes. Sorry, twelve total. Which I mean okay. would still be two shorter than. Okay, so Melvin Gordon in 2014. Had 14 games, so two more games. Mm-hmm. How many rushing attempts did, did Melvin Gordon have? Did Melvin, or uh, Barry Sanders? Uh, for the year, counting the ball game? Yep. Uh, 373. 373. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess you could look at not as many games played because you just look at the carries. So Melvin Gordon had 343 carries, so 30 less carries. Mm-hmm. And he finished the season with 2,587 rushing yards. So about about 280 less than Barry Sanders. Okay. So he had 30 less carries. So do we think... And and 280 less... Yards. 280 less. So what was his average that year? Barry's? Uh, Let me see here. Trying to find it. Uh, seven point six. Okay, Melvin Gordon's was seven point five. Okay, so splitting hairs. Yeah, twenty nine touchdowns, and I think Barry had thirty seven. Yep. And then Melvin probably caught uh, Melvin, more though. He had nineteen receptions for one hundred fifty three yards and three touchdowns. Ah, yes. So just he he caught the same amount of passes. Was more productive with it though. Yeah. So the his scrimmage yards was 2740 with 32 touchdowns. That was his scrimmage yards? Yeah. That's nuts. 
Yeah, that's wild. And then he had the one game, I think. Um, <laughs> Poor Nebraska dog. How do? <laughs> yeah, that's the game. You how do you bring up? The- so if you go to click on like get, you should see game logs, and then like show yeah. the years, and then you just click on twenty fourteen, and it'll show you the. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, but he didn't play in the fourth quarter, like in, in that Nebraska game. No. He averaged. He had twenty five for four oh eight. He averaged sixteen point three a carry. Like I've, I'd had to fake a hamstring injury or something. Like you're not just gonna keep running the ball down my throat and expect me to just like stay in this game. Like that's incredible. That's wild. Um. Um. But you know what's even crazier is Ladanian Tomlinson had the rushing record. That's a single game rushing record. Mm-hmm. That stood that that I think that was set in 1999 or 2000. Mm-hmm. So that stood for 15 years, and that was honestly one of those records I thought that may never be broken. And then with the trend, with the trend of college football, right? You know, going to passing, and it, I, I believe Adrian Peterson had 405, and uh, and then Melvin Gordon breaks it for 408, and then, and then a week later. The next, though, next week, yeah, Samaj Ryan, yep. <laughs> yep. You know, he had that record for six days. I, you know, he was on campus talking shit, like, yeah, man, it's, I'm gonna go down in the history books, man. Ain't nobody ever seen that record. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> erased his record so quick, like, oh man, they didn't even, they didn't even have, they couldn't even like make the sign to put it up. You know the thing, you know the thing that's wild that stands out to me, uh. Melvin Gordon, game two. Against, against Western Illinois. He had 17 carries for 38 yards. Yeah. That's wild. Like, he would have shattered this record, like, had he had a pro- productive game there. Like, I don't count the Ohio State one because, like, it's Ohio State. Like, that makes sense. That's a nat- that was the year they won the national title. Like, that makes sense. But, like, Western Illinois, like, that's crazy. And then even doubling down on that, like they lost to Northwestern and he rushed for 9.5 a carry. Like just keep giving them the ball. Like it's obvious they're not stopping it. Yeah. Um, so when for that one week, uh, Wisconsin had the NCAA leader in rushing yards in a game, rushing yards in a season and rushing yards in a career. <laughs> That's incredible. Like, that's nuts, man. What a like that's a factory. Um and that I mean that's honestly like I saw Ron Dane play as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget him just dismantling Ohio State and watching it in person as a little kid and just not understanding why like Ohio State was always the best team. I don't understand why somebody else has a player this good. But Ron Dane, I mean, he had I mean, just the longevity. He rushed for 2,000 yards as a freshman. Yeah, that was – I mean, like, just his body size, too, and to do what he was able to do was, like, super impressive. Um, he had two 2,000-yard seasons. Seven – dude, he toted the rock 1,200 times in college. And that's why he didn't make it in the, in the league. Like, you can't he, run the ball that much. You know what? But, like – what do you think his average is after 1,200 carries? Probably like seven. Is 5.8 yards. T- to maintain that average is That's unbelievable. 
Yeah. Um, 70, 71 rushing touchdowns. That's that's nuts. I didn't put him on my list, but Ricky Williams would have been like another person that yeah. I would have considered into looking. Like, I mean, he was just I like R- Ricky Williams ran like super smooth, but I think yep. like j- like he ran smooth. Reggie Bush was going to make you look foolish, but like watching Adrian Peterson run in college, like it was terrifying. I like I just recall him running and being like. I would not want to tackle this human. Like, no, he ran um, so hard. I feel that way about Bo Jackson, though. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I I would probably say Bo Jackson's the best natural athlete on this on our entire team. If we put him at running back, he'd probably be the best natural athlete. Because he said, I mean, like I never really lifted weights. You know what I mean? Well, there's another guy in the SEC that was a natural freak athlete, too, that we've yep. got on our yep. list. Like, Herschel Walker. Yeah. I think like the, it would 1,000% be a coin flip between those two. Like, yeah. But I think. I put, I put Archie Griffin on there because of he had the, the only two-time Heisman winner, which it, it's cool, but I think like – it doesn't make you better than everybody else, but he also had an NCAA record uh, 31 straight 100-yard games. That's insane. So, like, um, plus he was all – I mean, like, he's all a five, like, seven. And, like, he probably played at Ohio State at, like, a buck 60. And he just toting the rock game after game what? for four years. Oh, my God. So – I'm reading. I'm just like reading stats on uh, Archie. So he ended his career with 5,589 yards rushing. Yeah, um, that's a lot of. That's only 26 touchdowns though. But here's the deal with back in those days, like, like when they got when Ohio State would get close, they'd hand it to the fullback, and the fullback scored a ton. Right. So Herschel had 52, 59. So a little bit less than Archie, but <laughs> which, which I would argue is is harder to do was harder to do in the eighties than the seventies. Yeah, but but Tony Dorsett had six thousand and eighty two yards rushing. <laughs> that's insane. That's odd. Uh, Ron Dane had seven thousand. No, that's insane to me. Seven thousand yards rushing. Um, I think like. I think if we were going to like spread the field and like, could you, I think if we were going to spread the field, I'd want Reggie obviously, but for the fact that we have Barry Sanders, I don't know if we want to do Barry and Reggie. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I was thinking more along the lines cause we're not going to have a fullback. Mm-hmm. So we need a power and, like, pick. So- like we need, yeah, USC had with him and Lindale. We oh, thunder and lightning! Like you need a Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker or Ron Dane. Yeah, I honestly like I. I'm fine with all three. Um, I think to me, like Bo Jackson's the greatest athlete out of those three, obviously, but like 
statistically his stats versus um his stats versus Herschel's, like you'd have to take Herschel's. Right. So in that sense, like would who would you rather have, Herschel or Ron Dang toting the rock? Here's my problem is 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 I'll admit my bias towards Bo Jackson because I mean growing up, I knew of Herschel Walker, but I knew a lot about Bo Jackson. I listen, you you're not gonna get arguments like I, out of me. Like we could put Bo down. Like I just don't I'll put Barry Sanders and Bo Jackson. I'm fine with that. I just don't want Herschel Walker to find us and like whoop our ass. Like he could definitely do that at fifty something. <laughs> like Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Barry Sanders and Bo Jackson. All right, so I'm done with my lock for today. Okay, fair All enough. All right. So are we ready to move to wide receivers? So we're gonna do two. Is that what you guys said? Two or three. So if we do two wide receivers, we don't need a tight end. No, we, let's do a tight end. Okay, so then we'll do two wide receivers and a tight end. Okay. Okay. So AJ has for his selections Tim Brown, Desmond Howard, and Randy Moss. Kevin has uh, you Randy have Moss. One correct player. Oh, well, I know. I know. <laughs> it's, that's fine. It's Desmond Howard, right? Man, Desmond Howard. Randy Get Moss, it. Percy Harvin, Justin Blackman, Calvin Johnson, Jerry Rice, Michael Crabtree, Larry Fitzgerald is a great nominee at the end. Uh, I, Randy Moss is on there. Can we just agree on that? You get absolutely no arguments out of me. Yeah, I would equate Percy Harvin to Reggie Bush at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like a, a an icon of like a change in the position. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean. Statistically, he's probably not one of the best wide receivers, but in, he's very impactful. Oh yeah, like I, I'd rather guard some of the other guys on there than Percy. Like 100%. yeah, percent right. Um, I put I'm a, I'm probably just gonna go ahead and take Michael Crabtree and Justin Blackman out. I've never been more wrong about a person than I was on Justin Blackman. Cause I well, he couldn't stop drinking, man. I thought he was going to terrorize the league because he was – I mean, like, he was so good that people weren't talking about Dez. Like, that's how that's true. Blackman was. And I think people true. get that. Like, he was a monster at Oklahoma State. Um, right. And it's sad that, like, he never got to a point where he could do that in the league because I think talent-wise, there's no reason why he couldn't have. Right. Um, Before you get too far on your list, I just want to say that. So Randy Moss only played two years. Uh, But I think we all know why. Right. But he couldn't stay out of trouble. I wasn't saying that as a negative. I was just saying like he only played two years. Um, His first year, they were still in one double A. And he had 78 catches for 1700 yards and 28 touchdowns. And then they moved to Division One his second year. And I'm sure people were like, oh, big boy football now. Like, he ain't going to be able to do all that now. And then he went for 96 catches for 1,800 yards and 26 touchdowns. So, you know, 
whatever. Yeah. And like, yeah. And then rock the shades to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Like, oh yeah, he was he was a dog. He only ran two routes too, didn't he? More or less, just run straight or run straight and turn around. Like more or less. It was- and you know that's that's interesting. Is that like because you can get into the argument of like of is he. Oh, like he was just better athletically than everybody else. So is he really that good at being a wide receiver? You know what I mean? He was very productive. The point of being a wide receiver is to run and get open and catch the ball and score. Like, right. I Like I get the debate. Like, yes, he probably is not the best like technician. Like Jerry Rice is probably the best technician as far as route running goes. But I mean, for me, it's like, if I'm Randy Moss, like as like crazy as it sounds, like I don't need more routes. I'm faster than you, and I can jump higher than you. So I'm just gonna run by you, a. Or if you want to run side by side with me, that's fine because I'm just gonna jump over you and catch it. Like I don't need to work on other routes. No, I agree with you on that. Especially like um, I mean, Chad Pennington's probably the. I mean, like Chad Pennington. He played in the he played in the league for a yeah, long time. I was gonna, well, I was gonna say he's probably I wasn't gonna say the best quarterback he played with, but like probably had the widest range of throw. Like I mean, like Warren Moon or Randall Cunningham was a dog, but he had he played with Tom, he played with Tom Brady. I, he did play with Tom Brady. I forgot about that. Damn, I was gonna say like and he broke the record. That was Tom Brady's fifty. That was his fifty touchdown season. Mm-hmm. And I think Randy had like 20. I was thinking, though, that Dante Cunningham or uh, Randall Cunningham and, and Dante, Dante Culpepper, they just threw the ball deep, like, and he just ran under it. Brad Johnson, too, like, they just threw it deep and let him run under it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So Randy Moss were good. Now we got to choose a different one. I'm fine scrapping my, my other two picks. The reason why they made my yeah. list were they were all two Heisman winners. Um, I mean, they got great stats, but I mean, Tim Brown had five thousand all-purpose yards. Like that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I know you don't want to talk about him, but I mean, Desmond Howard, his Heisman Trophy year, he had one hundred and thirty-four catches for twenty-one, almost twenty-one fifty, and thirty-seven touchdowns. Like, I mean, that's hard. That's. I mean, he deserved it. Like. If anybody wants to run in the end zone to pose for a Heisman, he deserves it. Are you, he had 21. I thought he only had like 900 yards receiving that year. Yeah, his Heisman year, he only had he only had 985 yards. All purpose. No, nah, his all purpose was. Um, oh, but you're going to include his kick returns. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, all right. I mean, that's sorry. Okay. Oh. Like I said, I'm fine scrapping my two and just pick it from your uh pick it from your list. I will say we're going to have a Michigan player on this list, so you just have to get over it. I yeah, I uh I think I think yeah, I think we'll have a Michigan player, but um we've got <laughs> no little what what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on Jerry Rice? Um uh, like his college career, I'm he played one double A football. So, but he in 1983 set the one double A record for receptions, receiving yards, 
in the single season. He also set the single game NCAA record by having 24 catches in one game. And then in 1984, he broke his own receptions and receiving yards records. And his 27 touchdowns that year in 1984 set the NCAA record for all divisions. He had 27 touchdown catches. It's hard to argue against uh, Jerry Rice. And, I mean... Does his professional success negate the fact that it was not against... That's what I was going to say. Normally, you would say one double A, you could you could poke holes in because it's not Division One, but he also d- did it on the highest level there is. So it's hard to then turn around and be like, "Well, can't really ever know if he was going to do that in the no." Like he one hundred percent did it at no, every he, level. Because you can argue that he did it against those players. Just a few years later. I mean, he did it against better versions. I mean, honestly, because you got to assume, like, there's right. two, three guys from every team that go to the league, and he's badgering them in the league. So, like, yeah, he would have do- done yeah. it on a Division One level. I mean, like... Also, also what's interesting is um, this is probably very rare that our two picks, Randy Moss and Jerry Rice would be the two you would pick if you were in the NFL too. Oh yeah. Like but I think that in 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 our particular in our particular breakdown, you I would say you'll probably t- you would probably take Jerry Rice first. From what I know about you, you'd probably take Jerry Rice first. If I was playing in college, I Randy Moss was the first receiver I played. Like yeah, when I started my list, like that was the like I knew Barry Sanders was going to be like one that I was going to like stomp my feet on. I knew I was going to stomp my feet on Randy Moss and there's one other that I'm going to stomp my feet on, but like. Also, I just hate myself looking up at my list and knowing that we picked Tim Tebow and we have Randy Moss and Jerry Rice at receiver. Like, oh my God. Why did we pick the worst, one of the worst throwing hey, quarterbacks? Tim, Tim could throw a deep ball, though. Like, I, I get like, it. I get it. I get, I get what it. you're saying, but he could throw a deep ball. So, we're fine. Like, could you imagine if we had, could you imagine if we had like, like Tommy Chang or like Graham Harrell, like the dudes that could just <laughs> sling it 105 times a game? <laughs> just, yeah. If we had, yeah, JP, just, we would. Eric we had to take Randy Bush and just just absolutely torch people. You know, yeah. Um, all right, thing. Randy Moss. Jerry I'm fine Rice. with that. I'm fine with it. Um, back on the the quarterback topic, like we didn't talk about this guy. I I, I have one guy too. If you say the same guy, I swear I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself <laughs> was, too. No, I'm I'm probably not. But like Ken Dorsey slung the ball around and was a hell of a game manager. So like he might have been. Kim Dorsey's, but Kim he Dorsey's might have been perfect for this team. <laughs> like, maybe, but like, if you watch that national title game against Ohio State, there were still like some throws. That you're like, dude, like, really? You're, of a bogus hole you're this call. amazing. He goes. He oh, Ohio, Ohio State whooped. They kicked the shit out of Miami the entire game. That, that doesn't overrule the fact that they cheated to get the dub. 
Yeah, we could do a podcast episode. You need to do a podcast episode on that one play. You know who my you know who my one uh, my quarterback is that I really am just kind of disappointed in myself that we did not put on here. Um, he's he probably he he might be one of the he might be the best college quarterback of all time, and it's Drew Mm. Brees. He was God. He was pretty good. God, he had f- almost uh, his sophomore year, first year starting, uh, thirty nine hundred yards. I mean, this is in nineties. This was time when, like, this is like so. If thirty nine, it's like the the whole money mm-hmm. argument. You know, like what's like what's a hundred bucks in nineteen eighty compared yeah. to it is now. Like like four thousand yards passing in nineteen ninety eight. I mean, that's got to be fifty five hundred yards now. Oh yeah, he I, he would have. Could you imagine like Drew Brees playing in the Big Twelve now? Like, oh golly, he'd be incredible. He would shred their defenses. And but the thing is, he's doing it against like Purdue had a good team, but like when he came to Purdue, they were they were last in the Big Ten, Mm and then he and then he left. They won the Rose Bowl in two thousand. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah, I mean, like that's. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if Benny? I mean, the SEC doesn't. What uh, the SEC's bowl game is? What the Sugar Bowl? Mm-hmm. I mean, like the Rose Bowl. Growing up in the Midwest, like the Rose Bowl was incredible. It was just, it was like going to Oz. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that was the pinnacle. And you all knew you knew that you knew that Purdue was not going to win a national title. And in these in 1998, 99, 2000, those. I mean, the national title, we didn't really have a – those are the new BCS years where we, mm-hmm. we just got a national ti- championship game. So, like, up until then, it was just the team was picked. And so, you know, going to the Rose Bowl is an, a, a huge event. And to take them from last – could you imagine, like, Benny Snell taking Kentucky, like, from worst in the SEC to SEC champs? And like winning the Sugar Bowl, I guess. I guess the equivalent would be winning in Atlanta, the SEC championship. Yeah, like I would. Like it, this is gonna sound dumb, but I would much rather us win a SEC championship than a playoff, or not a playoff, but a a, a big time bowl game. Yeah. Like if those still unless existed, it's a, like unless it, it's a playoff game. Sure. Yeah, Drew Brees. He had a lot of interceptions, man. Um, I mean, not, I mean, not a ton. I mean, for here's the thing: he threw the ball over 500 times every season. You're right. So I mean, he's I mean, gonna that, have those those turnovers, but yeah, when you're when you're throwing it, where's the game log? I gotta go. I gotta go to the game log here because I think he set the NCAA record for most attempts in a game this year. God, against Ohio State, man, that broke my heart. I remember watching that as a kid. He was 39 for 65. For 455. Yeah. Not bad. 42 attempts, 46 attempts, 49, 50, 44. I think it might have been his junior year. So the only game log I can see is 2000. I don't think they do any before 2000. Yeah. I think think there was a game when he was a junior or sophomore. I think he threw it. I think he threw it 72 times. 
he probably falls. He probably he probably um but you know what's wild is that he's still playing. Yeah, and still doing it, like at a very high level. Yeah. <laughs> right. Damn. So we went with we went with um Randy Moss and Jerry Rice at receiver, right? Right. And then how many tight ends did you write down? I wrote one tight end. <laughs> I wrote one tight end. You guys both well. put one. <laughs> All did right. You write? So AJ wrote down Ozzie Newsom mm-hmm. and Kevin wrote down Vernon Davis. I think Vernon Davis shit on Ozzie Newsom. I'm just saying. <laughs> do you even know who Ozzie Newsom is? I sure should do, man. I grew up in Ohio. Listen, Ozzie Newsom had, he averaged 20 yards per catch, and he was the 1970s player of the decade as a tight end. Like, oh, as a tight end, dog, he was the national player of the year. Yeah. In his career, he had 102 catches for over 2,000 yards. Like, that's a hell, that's, that's tough to beat. All right, I, I'm not going to debate the tight end position. To be honest with you, I thought. I mean, I there's some uh, Kellen Winslow Jr. popped into my head. He was a good one. Jeremy Shockey. Jeremy Shockey and Greg Olson were two of my favorite tight ends growing up. Yeah, Greg Olson. Um, you know, Dallas Clark is pretty good. Oh yeah, I don't. I didn't realize he was as good as he was until I started like looking at the stats and shit for uh, today. Yeah. Talk about some tight ends, man. Uh, the Miami and Iowa. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, too, like, I mean, yeah. tight ends become in one of those positions, like, it's what's really separating offenses now is, like, the ability to utilize your tight end and, like, have a game-changing tight end. I think to that point, like, to your point, um, Vernon Davis was probably one of the more freakish athletes at tight end that ever existed. Right. Could do both. Right. Like there's some freaks now, man. I was reading about um Penn State's tight end from a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Mike Mike Jazicki or something like that. And like this just he's like six nine, like two hundred and sixty pounds. And can like high point the football and run routes and like God lead. They're I, they're probably the biggest freaks on oh, the yeah. field. Well, second, tight ends, defensive or defensive ends are I'm like the yeah, and that's that's probably their equivalent. Like that's their offense. You yeah. know what I mean? The offensive side. Yeah, I can. Do that. But but defensive ends don't have to be as skilled. Like blocking's hard. It's very technical. It is, but like also pass coverage is hard. Imagine the defensive ends that drop into coverage. Uh, I mean, I just don't think that's very many as often. I don't think I don't think defensive ends drop into pass coverage as much as tight ends block. Probably not. All right. So okay, I'm fine with I'm fine with Ozzy. Ozzy Newsom is our pick. 
uh, moving on, let's go to some offensive line play. It's what everybody at the podcast world is excited to hear. So this is tough. Do you want to start? Just uh, we'll just read off. Uh, do you want to do all of them or start by position by position? Just, just let's just let's just read off both lists by position. Okay, so for tackle, uh, we have Kevin going Orlando Pace, Anthony Munoz, and Joe Thomas. Oh, a lot of arguments and, there. <laughs> and AJ, AJ goes Orlando Pace and Anthony Munoz. <laughs> oh. Got, so, got it. Got on are those your two? <laughs> got on tackles. That's cool. Yeah. Um, there's, there's your Tennessee okay. plug right there. Uh, we put somebody on the list that created someone who went to Tennessee. I read it first. I was like, did AJ put a Tennessee guy on there? I was like, oh, nope. It's as close as I was going to get. <laughs> Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas pretty good. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just it. It's like choosing between a hundred dollars ninety nine and ninety eight. Like he just happens to be the ninety eight dollars. Yeah, um, I mean, I'd be interested. Honestly, the, I, the only reason I picked Anthony Munoz is because of his professional career. I'd be very interested to get somebody much smarter than me to talk about them that knew them more in their college career, mm-hmm. because you know somebody might say like. Yeah, Anthony Munoz wasn't that good in college. You know, he didn't start getting really good as a lineman until he was, until he's in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know that. Whereas I, I know Joe Thomas was really good in college. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that's a little bit of our age showing uh, there. But I think that um, ultimately, like, I think. From what I was reading, I, I like I had known of Anthony Munoz because of his son playing at Tennessee. M- my dad watched Anthony growing oh, up. I did, like I didn't, know. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, because he's a Cincinnati guy. You know, that's that's not too far. You probably get a lot of Cincinnati games on in Tennessee. Yeah, and so like my dad had watched a lot of it before, and so like me growing up and then seeing another Munoz play, like he kind of put me on game when I was younger. And so like now, like looking back and then like reading the stuff that they were saying about him and like the articles that I read, it was just like, it was wild how, how much he changed the position. Cause he was so much like, he was so athletic. Like he could do more things than like the average yeah, lineman was true. able to do. Right. Okay. So our tackles are good. Cool. Yep. So uh, moving on to the inside, we have an offensive guard, Kevin selecting Bruce Matthews. And John Hanna, and AJ going Jim Parker and John Hanna. I'm so disappointed in Kevin again. Well, not picking the Buckeye. Yeah. The only reason I put Jim Parker on here though is because uh, he was a part of one of my favorite offensive lines. Because you know my my philosophy is always three yards in a cloud of dust, and. He was a part of that offensive line, but also he was number eight in the Heisman race his senior year as a lineman. That's ridiculous. That's that's pretty damn incredible. He's not even the best. He's not even the best Ohio State offensive lineman. Like that's not even the highest. That's not even the highest an Ohio State offensive lineman has. It's finished. 
Okay, so it's him and Orlando Pace. Well, do you know John Hicks? No. John Hicks played um, played offensive line at Ohio State, and um, he was um, the only lineman to be runner up in the Heisman Trophy. Hmm. But he was he he started at tackle, yeah. So he won the uh, he was two time All Big Ten, won the Outland Trophy, won the Lombardi Award, was an All American, and finished uh, second in the Heisman Trophy. That's tough. So yeah, um, my um, a guy I coached with he actually coached me when I was in high school too. I got to coach with him. He's offensive line coach. Uh, he's got two sons named Parker and Pace. <laughs> for Jim Parker and Orlando Pace. I I I'm so we've agreed on on John Hanna. Like we're agreed. Yeah. That guy's a, that guy's a monster. Yeah. So like I I had heard very minimal of him before today and then just I probably read 50 list of great all-time college players and like not only was he like great in college but like he had a really good professional career too. Yeah, John Madden said if he was starting, if he could pick any player ever to start a team with, he'd pick John Hanna. It's good enough for me to pick. Yeah, I, that dude's a monster. Um, I'm Bruce Matthews. He's, I mean, that's pretty. Darn, that's. I'm fine with going with Bruce for two reasons. One, if I could convince you to pick against an Ohio State person, that means you truly want to put this guy on the list. But two, also because. Bruce has given us some other great players. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I would pick. I would pick Bruce. I, but just for the simple fact that I don't. I mean, golly, I would take John Hicks over, over Jim Parker. But also, they play different positions, so that makes sense. So, listen, if you can give me the guy who gave us. Um, Mr. Long Hair don't care. Like that that well, gave us his nephew, Mr. Long Hair don't care. I'm fine with that. Right. Right. So you know what's wild is the only guys we picked, we've got Orlando Pace went to Ohio State. You had Jim Parker who went to Ohio State. We have Bruce Matthews who went to USC and Anthony Munoz who went to USC. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that, but yeah. <laughs> that's very, that's a, you know, if you like offensive line play, really check out the Rose Bowl yeah. in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It'd be really good for you, like, to, to pick up on. Um, <laughs> so, who uh, who do you have at center? Or justice. All right, Justice. No, you're, you're good. I love it. Uh, so, basically, you guys did the exact same thing. You both picked Dave Remington. And then you each picked a SEC guy. So Kevin went with Marquise Pouncey. And AJ went with Barrett Jones. I love these Pouncey twins. Yeah, Marquise started as a rookie in the NFL too, didn't he? It still starts for the uh, Steelers. Steelers. Mm-hmm. My, so I picked Barrett. The only reason I went with Barrett Jones is because he he played every position on the line. He played center, he played guard, and he played tackle at Alabama during like their their like heydays. Well, I don't need him to play 
tackle and guard on this team. True. I'm, listen, I think we we had it sealed with Dave Remington, but I just thought it was impressive that he played all those positions. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a clip of Dave Remington play. I, I know that I haven't, but <laughs> but the awards, the awards named after him. Like yes, like they. <laughs> They specifically named the award after you, A. But that doesn't that doesn't mean he's the best one. Put you pretty I, damn close to the top. It just means you were really good a long time ago. <laughs> I'm cutting that sound up forever. I think uh, he'd be really good today too. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, linemen back in the day that's were cool. nastier, and like. That's what I want out of my lineman. Like I want somebody who wants to physically dominate you for sixty minutes. And I think like, that's true. I don't think I think linemen now, like and nothing against them. It's just kind of where the game's moving. But like you'll see linemen now with their shirts kind of like rolled up and like towels and looking like fancy and shit. Like, oh no, back in the day I had just the the, the one bar down the middle of my face and yeah, the neck roll and everything's taped up the forearm shimmies. Dude, I saw a picture of a dude today who looked like he had he was going to war hammock basket duct taped to his hand. Like, bro, I don't know how his club was that big on his hand. And like, I was just like, yeah, I wouldn't want that person blocking me. Like, period. Right. You know, the Remington Ward is only. Since two thousand, yeah, it's a, it's a newer one because it used to be. Didn't they used to split the the Outland Trophy? Didn't they used to split that, or was that one always defense? That's a good question. I don't know that. I do know that it was a relatively new one, though. Yeah. <sighs> Nevertheless, Lyman, pretty easy because badass, you know, but we agreed. Justice, this is for you. Actually, I'm gonna fact put a check. Yeah. I believe I know what school has produced the most Remington Awards. But we're going to check just in case. Um, ooh. Alabama's got one. That's what I was going to guess. Mm-hmm. One and two. I know recently just because Ohio State has won two in a row that – we had three, and uh, it looks like Michigan has got one and two. Miami, Florida, they've got one. Marquise Pouncey won it in 09, but Ohio State's got three. But, I mean, I imagine, so Nebraska's got one and then Dave Remington, the name after him, so two. So they probably they probably would have had a lot more. Hey, Remington never won the Remington Trophy. Clearly, I, I, yeah, I bet he didn't. How great would you have to be to get the trophy named after you while you were still playing? <sighs> Man, you'd have to you'd have to never lose. Could you imagine winning the Heisman? Could you imagine the LeBron James of football? Like if he just won the Heisman four years in a row, that would. Just or th- ridiculous. Three years in a row just because just because he couldn't go pro, he had to play for three years. I bet LeBron James would have won three Heismans if he played football. Yeah, that's wild, man. 
I don't know if LeBron James is tough enough to play football. I know he did in high school, but well, let's it's a, move. It's a oh, it's ahead. a different game. So go hot, ahead, t- hot take of the year that basketball is different than football. It's a whole different hot take game. of the year. All right, so that that does our offensive all college football team. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to pause and we're going to make this part one, and then we're going to come back part two on a, with the defensive team uh, next week and come back and do um, give you our best college football players on the defensive side of the ball, who we would pick if we were creating an all-time college football team. So um, furthermore, we're also going to forego the Mount Rushmore's for these two next two episodes. So um, that just about does it. AJ, been a pleasure. Can't wait to talk a little defense with you when we come back. Yeah, man, it was a ball. I'm looking forward to next week. You know, I'm a defensive guy, so uh, really looking forward to seeing what we can craft up for the next show. So, all right, guys. See you later. See you.